0: believe that in the 21st century, the topic of periods remains a taboo. My name is Leah, and in this podcast, I interview different people from different walks of life and different stories, and we talk about periods. Because it is time to normalize the conversation around our blood. This is I Bleed. I never really knew the importance my cycle has on my life. Starting this project I barely was aware that I had a cycle. I knew that I had my PMS and my bloody periods and that was it. Through my journey I've learned that we are cyclical beings and in this episode I speak to Shoshana a woman empowerment mentor and cycle guide who believes that we're cyclical beings living in a linear society, but that when we start living according to our feminine flow, our life can be optimized. Tell me a little bit about you, about what you do, and how you got into what you do.
1: Okay, yeah, thank you. So um, pretty much I am a menstrual cycle educator and I'm also a women's empowerment mentor. So I empower and educate women on how to become aligned and empowered in their emotions, in their feminine cycles, um, and how to use these cycles as a way to navigate them through life with ease. As opposed to working against themselves. So how did I get into this work? Um, It's a little bit of a twofold story. I guess um, the reason that I actually got into the realms of the menstrual cycle work came later on down the line, but how I got into, um, I guess, even just spirituality and open mindedness and, and other ways of feeling and being was through the ending of a long-term relationship and that towards the end was an emotionally abusive relationship. It was a codependent relationship. And so I found myself at the end of that relationship completely lost in a sense of identity of who I was and what my purpose was in this world. And I had to take a long, hard look at what made me an energetic match to that, what what I was, what I guess, without being victim shaming, but what I was contributing energetically to that situation. Um, and also I had to look at my childhood wounds um, because when you're going through really trying times with forms of abuse, especially emotional abuse. Um, it's, there's, there's always the trigger always comes back to yourself and comes back to, uh, what you've experienced, uh, in those formative years. So I basically did a lot of work on myself and after doing a lot of work on myself, um, I started attending women's circles and I loved those women's circles and I felt seen and I felt heard and I felt valued. And then I decided to take a course in a spiritual life coaching called consciousness coaching to heal my inner wounds um, from that relationship. Um, And from there, I just got really inspired by women I was seeing or not necessarily women, but. People who menstruate, I was seeing online and they were sharing themselves in these really bold and really um, brash ways, Um, really um, confident with, you know, Sometimes they'd have blood on their face, their own blood on their face, and other times they'd be chanting to their blood. And, and I was like, what's this all about? And it sparked a curiosity in me. And so I went into this um, deep dive into the menstrual cycle, and I started implementing it on myself for about five years. And then I was so passionate, I wanted to teach that to other people. So that's pretty much how I got into it.
0: So what, what, what did, what did you learn about like your menstrual cycle? Like what, 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 how did your relationship with your menstrual change and how did that change affect your life all in
1: all? <sighs> Big question. Well, <laughs> so before I got into this work, I didn't really have a relationship to my womb and I didn't really have a relationship to my cycle. I, knew my cycle as this thing that happened every month that was um you know it was just something that happened to me and i related my womb space with pap smears i related my womb space even sometimes to um not so pleasant sexual experiences um so I actually related my womb to either negative experiences or I'd disconnected from my womb. So when I started learning about the menstrual cycle, I started realizing and learning that what happens on a so things happen in different ways there's a hormonal standpoint there's things that happen to our hormones there's things that happen then to our body physically there's things that happen to our emotions because our hormones are changing um and these ebbs and flows happen on a monthly basis so just like the moon the seasons of the lunar phases they wax and they wane so they go grow bigger and they grow smaller so you know how the moon it goes to the full moon waxes 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 and it then goes into the new moon as it wanes waxes and wanes and so too our bodies do exactly the same we run generally on a 28-day rhythm in line with the lunar seasons and we have periods of activity yang fire action and then these periods of rest rejuvenation uh, reflection more than anything and replenishment and i didn't know any of that and so i was like oh i'll do an experiment so i'll start tracking my cycle so the first thing i did is i would write down the first day i bleed and i'll just write that down day one in my tracker, or in my calendar or my diary right and then second day day two so i'd first of all i'd be knowing how many days my cycle was because i was keeping a log and then if i had any like any uh, specific symptoms like if i had strong emotional um, responses that day or if i was feeling groggy or if my breasts were very tender or if i was feeling quite sexual i would write it down and i would put it in my diary so i would know um you know where i stood on different levels emotionally spiritually sexually physically and then i started to see patterns arising Because I'd know that when I was entering the premenstrual phase, that's the phase just before you start bleeding, also known in the um, hormonal phases as the luteal phase, I knew that um, I would easily feel criticized. And I had a very, I had much more of a, um, much less um, of a, like I I tempered more easily than I would do during other times. So that was a really beautiful thing to um, to start documenting those. That, that was just the first part. Um, and then I started to bring ritual in my life, into my life with my cycle. And then I started to actually um, plan my diary, my calendar, my planner, according to what phase I was in the cycle. So I would basically biohack my biology And optimize my life through aligning it with the phases of my cycle because I know what's happening now hormonally physically energetically so I go okay I'm gonna plan all of my meetings at this phase I'm gonna make sure that I'm going to be um, doing collaboration or public speaking in this phase Um, I'm gonna make sure that I don't have any client calls during this phase and so that was that natural evolution, that natural progression. It started with the writing down in the calendar. Then it went into ritual. Then it went to planning my whole schedule around it.
0: Is that, is that what you call menstrual mapping? Is that how, what is yes. menstrual
1: mapping? That's what I call menstrual mapping, mapping your cycle. That's
0: great though. And like, do, do you think that it's, it is, little bit difficult to apply like this menstrual mapping way of working does it require a lot of discipline or like
1: i don't think so but you know when you're passionate about something things don't seem as challenging because you've got passion for it right so i guess it depends on how eager how hungry you are to want to align with your natural feminine flow right um but you know it can be as simple you make it as simple or as complex as you want it it can be as simple as at night time before you go to sleep having a ritual you have your diary next to your bed and you just write down how did i feel today was there any specific moments where i felt like particularly anxious or angry or ecstatic whatever it may be you know just jot down those things and write down and and the thing is you don't need to write down the the day because once you write down day one of your cycle you know that it's day two day three it's just it's quite easy right and that 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 can be as far as you go you might just do that right you might not organize your whole life um but you can just at night time take that diary write down a few notes and that's that's might be as where you want to go with it and do you,
0: and have you felt like by living through like by living by this feminine flow and like by this menstrual mapping has it changed your life do, you, do how did you feel that your life got optimized somehow like
1: mm, absolutely it's changed my life it's made me appreciate my body it's made me appreciate um my natural energy cycle my ebb and flow because before what would happen and this i speak for the collective as well so i speak for the collective of people who bleed who menstruate that for thousands of years right we have been disconnected from our body we've been disconnected from our our gifts as well and what i mean by that is you know, women for thousands of years have been shamed for their sexuality and their sexual expression. You know, if you have lots of sex, then you're a whore. But if you don't have enough sex, then you are frigid or you're a maiden, you know, there's like, you're either too much or too little. Um, the same with your voice, uh, speak your voice, but don't speak too much. Don't have too much of an opinion, make sure you're always nice. You've got to be nice. So don't express your anger um, so there's all these things that we've been shut off from, and they're our life force, much like our menstrual cycle is our life force, so is our voice, so is our sexuality, and all of it's actually very, very connected. And so what's happened is the, the society we live in, and ha- and, and even year, thousands of years before, has been set up and built for the patriarchy and i don't mean that i have nothing against men i love men right but what i'm talking about is it's set up for linear beings it's set up for um people who live in linear bodies who go through a 24 hour circadian rhythm but we go through a 28 day lunar rhythm so we as i said have two weeks where our estrogen is sky high and um well the estrogen isn't exactly sky high but estrogen is is rising 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 then we have another 2 weeks where um estrogen suddenly declines testosterone suddenly declines and progesterone then comes on board to try and buffer everything out and what happens is we then feel we disconnect from our feminine and we feel guilty it's like oh, last week I felt so on top of the world. I could smash it at the gym. I was giving, you know, I was doing team meetings. I was smashing my career like nobody's business. And today I feel gloomy. I feel depressed. I feel anxious. Why is that? That's because we're cyclical beings, but when we're not listening to ourselves and we're not, we're not honoring our natural rhythm, then we're questioning why we're, we're feeling this way. And Once we start to live in alignment, my experience is we don't actually get those symptoms anymore because we're actually riding the waves of what it is to be a cyclical human. And so I say all the time... I like that,
0: riding the waves. I like that. I like that visual.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it is riding the waves. And, you know, I say all the time that we're cyclical beings living in a linear society. The linear society that sells this... It sells this uh, image, this lie that more is better. That you always have to be on top of your game. That you know it's it celebrates it's like if you can have like four kids and you can still have a full time career, and if you can on top of that um, have like three hobbies and take all your kids to do all <laughs> the after school activities, then it's seen as like you know the best thing ever. And I'm not, and I'm not um, trying to shame. The, those parts of ourselves, they're all necessary in balance. But what I'm saying is we're sold that that's the perfect image. And then what happens is we attach our self-worth, our self-worth gets attached to this, uh, lie that pro- productivity equals success. But our bodies are only primed for productivity for a couple of weeks. And then they're primed for rest, rejuvenation, replenishment. We need to be a bit more gentle with our bodies. We need to take the exercise down a notch. We need to start looking and seeing what's making us feel angry. We need to start journaling. And so, yeah, it's once we start to realize that we don't need to follow that that rhythm that 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 linear way of being and we can ride our ebbs and flows we don't feel we don't get those symptoms anymore because we're riding these natural waves which are our hormones and our energetic flows
0: but don't you feel sometimes that like like even though you're connected to your rhythm and to your flow sometimes like if you have a partner that's not and that doesn't menstruate like he also needs to kind of have the same knowledge of what menstrual, like what the feminine flow is like. Don't you feel like this knowledge should be on people for people who menstruate and people who don't menstruate at the same time?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, it has to be for the person who menstruates so they can get sovereignty and authority and agency over their own body. And then it, can be the responsibility of the person who menstruates to tell the people that they love. Like for example, my partner, we actually have a calendar, a Google calendar for uh, we don't live together. And so we have dates and the dates set up in relation to what phase and there's four phases so we have menstrual phase dates we have luteal phase dates follicular phase dates ovulation phase dates and the ovulation ones are more sexy and more kinky because I'm more primed because you know my estrogen and my testosterone are sky high so I'm feeling more libido and then when I'm about to bleed in my um, luteal phase it's all sensual and it's soft and we do more eye gazing and we do more communication and emotional connection and when I'm menstruating he might just massage me or we might have like a share plate of sensual chocolate like that might be the day so I've really educated him and scored him on how I'm feeling and I'll say to him I'm in my luteal phase this week Um, so um, I might feel x y and z and what I need from you is x y and z this is how I need you to show up for me
0: that's great though that can I I think that can save a lot of relationships you know
1: it can it absolutely can especially if you're a menstruator who has very noticeable changes in their hormonal fluctuations so yeah there's actually i haven't created one yet but it, when i when i do um one-on-ones with with um, menstruating women i often like get them to kind of create a select calendar kind of like small calendar um for the people in their life um if they happen to be non-menstruating, to just say like, this is how I'm feeling and this is what I need and this is how you could show up for me and I will also show up for you in this way. So just, you know, a couple of points.
0: Right, and so, so the people that come to see you, what usually, what are they looking for and what kind of work do you do with them? Just to get an idea, like, because a lot of people, when I say, okay, there's a menstrual mentor, like they have no idea what that entails like you know they think it's someone that's going to preach about like periods and what to do but i think it has more like it has much more value than just technical knowledge
1: yeah it has so much value um so look women come to me for different um for different reasons generally it's either because they're struggling with one or more aspects of their cycle or they come to me because they feel disconnected from their body and their cycle and they've they've created a disconnect. Like either they have had a, you know, quite a challenging experience growing up with their cycle. They might not have had a very good first experience and they may have had challenging experiences coming, like moving forward into the future. And so Sometimes they come to me because they want to deepen that relationship and they just want to deepen their relationship with their body because they feel cut off. Like they a lot of women have come to me that they're, they're spiritual beings, they're already on a path of awakening and evolution, but this but their menstrual cycle they're not really connected to. Mm. So I help them connect back into the menstrual cycle and specifically the womb space, right? I do a lot of womb work and womb wisdom with women. So I help women create ritual around their cycle. So I always invite women, I I create individual rituals based on people's needs. So for example, you might come to me and you might say, um, Shoshi, I'm feeling super disconnected from my cycle. I feel like my body's working against me. Um, You know, my first experience of my period was that I got laughed at because I stood up in school and I had a big red patch on on my skirt and I got ridiculed and I still carry shame around my period. And so the first thing I'll do is I'll give them a journaling process with self-inquiry prompts, all based on the cycle going back in time and going into the feminine lineage and I'll get them to inquire into their relationship with their cycle, going into, to the first experience. Then I will create a ritual for them. So I'll get them to create a, like a red tent at home. So I might get them to create an altar specifically for their menstrual cycle. Um, I might give them a playlist, which is, related to that slowing down that replenishment that rejuvenation um i might give them specific foods to eat which are high in iron um i will encourage them to get creative and to slow down like whatever makes them feel joyful in a but in a slow sensual way so i might get them if they enjoy art i'll encourage them to do art if they enjoy poetry i'll encourage them to do poetry really just taking that time out to do the things that creatively fulfill you, but not to exhaust your body because the body is losing vital life energy. Right. Because because there's so many uh, minerals in period blood. There's lots of minerals. So we actually lose a lot of minerals when we bleed on a physical level, specifically a lot of iron, but also a lot of B vitamins. And magnesium is really healthy to have because of the cramping. So yeah. Yeah. I meet the women where they're at. If I'm with a really like spiritual woo woo woman, I might get her to, um, you know, um, put her blood on her altar and then give the blood back to the earth every day with a prayer, with a song and ritualize what intentions, like, what do you want to, what are you ready to let go of with this blood as a metaphorical and physical, uh, representation and symbol and also what are you ready to um bring into your life with this new cycle because thinking about the the menstrual cycle it's a cycle the ovulation is this potential human life right if the human life doesn't get ovulated it breaks down goes into the uterus progesterone meets it and then what happens is eventually that breaks down the uterine lightning breaks down and that turns into your period and around and around the cycle goes it's a shamanic process of death and rebirth where we can actually die to those aspects that no longer serve us wow yeah that's beautiful
0: And <laughs> why, why, why do you think rituals are so important like what what why, why, why? You know and i and i I feel like in today's world like their rituals have been kind of forgotten, and I like that mm-hmm. a lot of people that are working in the field of menstruation tend to bring back rituals i like you know i I had never thought of doing rituals, but when I started attending these women's circles and like meeting um like people that work in the field of menstruation they mm-hmm. it just opened my eyes to like a world and now I kind of have a, like have integrated rituals in my life and I just but for you what are the how would you define the values of ritual and why is it so important for you to bring them back to the work that you do with these people that menstruate
1: yeah for me a ritual is an, an anchoring and an honoring of this the now so it's taking something as small as Drinking a cup of tea in the morning and drinking that cup of tea with presence, with awareness, bringing your senses on board, bringing your, your smell on board, bringing your taste buds on board, listening to the sounds of the birds in the morning feeling maybe your fur rug under your feet, feeling the warmth of the tea. And it gives you that moment to give gratitude back to that moment. It brings um, reverence and honor into the, the possible of the mundane, like things that could just be everyday habits that could just be passed off as being boring. You're bringing reverence and honor to And it's a tradition lost, long forgotten because women, um in ancient civilizations would honor the moon they would honor the the natural seasons that's why we have the seasonal wheels and in the pagan tradition they would celebrate in different ways um, to celebrate the solstices and they'd celebrate the equinoxes and they'd celebrate these things with symbolism with feasts with um with um like idols with all sorts of things and they would represent a change so you know they can represent um represent the changing of seasons they represent trans transitions that's why um things like um um, uh, rites of passage have been forgotten and menstruation is a rite of passage, right? It's a right into, um, into womanhood, into menstruation. It's a rite of passage that has been long forgotten, but there's so many gifts and so much magic in there. And there's so many things that are rites of passage. Menopause is a rite of passage, right? Right. Going from, um, mate from, from not being pregnant to being pregnant, to having a child, that's a rite of passage right so giving honor and reverence into these transitional periods into our life and also giving honor to the to the small things I guess like for me it just brings a sense of gratitude and fullness into my life fullness and appreciation
0: yeah 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 what is the biggest, what, what has been the biggest challenge in, in the work that you do? Like to get it, the word across? Do you feel like sometimes that society is not still receptive to that?
1: Yeah. Look, there's still a lot of stigma. There's still a lot of taboo around the cycle. Um, you know, a lot of women still think it's gross they're like, oh, that's gross. It's just an inconvenience. They'd rather just um, not
0: have it or not talk, talk about, about it. it
1: and not talk about it. Yeah. But, and so it can be a challenge, but I think that we're slowly awakening and there's, for me, it seems that more and more people are awakening to the sacredness of our bodies and that, you know, the there's more and more people also awakening to the fact that, these things aren't shameful or dirty or taboo they're just a natural part of our life otherwise we wouldn't have them right just like sex isn't shameful or dirty or taboo you know it's all just part of part of what we do and who we are and and pleasure it's actually an amazing thing so um it can be a challenge as at times but Yeah, a lot of it's down to the way that I speak and meeting people where they're at. It's all about meeting people where they're at. And sometimes I know that I'm not going to be able to go down a certain road with someone, at least not till further down. So I'll just maybe meet them over here instead.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Shoshana. <laughs> thank that. You. That's been very insightful and very, like, I really connect to your way of thinking, you know? I just, like, I I wish more people would, like, would be open to looking at their period in this way, you know? Like, for me, when when I found out that there are some uh, women who live by their cycle, it was like, you know, it was like mind blowing. Like I, I, I was like, I, I didn't even like it, something that really didn't even occur to me that people could do that. I didn't even know that I had a cycle as a start, you know? So I've been like yeah. kind of on this journey myself. And the more I meet people and the more people tell me about how they're living with their cycle and they're teaching, I just find it like, it's it's so beautiful, you know, it's, it's so beautiful. And I really thank you for the work that you're doing Like, I think, I wish you could do it everywhere in the world and people everywhere in the world can benefit from it.
1: (laughs) Eventually, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: I'm so grateful. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe and participate in my first period project or the pad art. All information are on the site i-bleed.com.